Hey, welcome to the first episode of Coffee Break, where a couple of co-geeks sit down, grab a cup of coffee, and look for some answers. I'm Roland. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> and today we're actually going to be asking each other some questions, uh, trying to learn a little bit uh, about each other, and um, do a little interview. But first question is, before we actually started this, Kevin was telling me about the coffee he made today. <laughs> and I have no idea what he's talking about. So what kind of coffee did you make today? So today I made a cup of black coffee mixed with espresso and a little bit of milk. I, uh, there's wait, a name what? for it. Okay, wait, what did you say? What did you say? Espresso? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so black coffee mixed with espresso. And I've never heard of this. This is a this is a drink combination. You can you can get this. Do you have a name for it? I'm sure Google does. I right. I, I don't. It, it's def it's good though. I like. It. Okay. Well, that's what Kevin's drinking today. I am drinking a um, normal Colombian 100% black drip uh, coffee. A little the bit fancy. of cream. A little bit of cream. A little bit of sugar. <laughs> uh, and that's my that's my normal go-to in the mornings. Um, but I can't do I can't do all that. I uh, I stick with the black coffee like ninety percent of the time. I figured today I'll spice it up a little bit, but I also go to the Colombian roast as well. Yeah. Well, so just again, I gave you an overview of what this podcast is going to be going forward. The plan is to talk about things to an extent that we'd have no idea about, or maybe a little <laughs> bit of an idea about. We're both trying to learn uh, a little bit about the world, one conversation at a time, and uh, go from there. That sound right, Kevin? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think the one of the things we're trying to accomplish is just have a good time talking about different things, and hopefully getting to meet some uh, some people down the down the line as well. Have some um, interesting conversations. Yeah, that's that's definitely a goal. I'm actually very excited about that. But first, I have to learn a little bit more about you. So we have a few. We both uh, prepared some questions for each other. We haven't taken a look at the questions that we each made, but we do <laughs> have some general questions that we're both going to answer uh, and start off with. Should be a good time. But our first question is, we kind of already answered, actually, to be honest. But how do you take your <laughs> coffee? And what's your favorite I take cup? I take my coffee, uh, my, I take my coffee black. Usually that's my go-to. I'll have it once or twice a day. And uh, always Colombian usually. I, I, I refuse to drink anything else most <laughs> of the time. So <laughs> what do about you, you? Well, do you oh. just drink it like drip? Like a drip uh, coffee? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I have been using a Keurig machine. I get, does that does Keurig count as, as drip coffee? Is that the same thing? Keurig barely counts as coffee. So. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not as uh, as much of an expert as Roland is on coffee, but um, I use basically a Keurig machine with um, just little K cups, nothing too fancy, and then I steal other people's coffee at work. So that's uh, that's my take on it. <laughs> what about you? you? What do you drink? Well, I, like I said, I have, uh, I have this, I have a cup every morning, okay? Uh, it's a drip coffee, 
same roast. That's a it's like a, a medium dark roast. Get it from Costco. It's wonderful. Um, and it's a kind of a finer grind that I that I grind it to, and uh, about one and a half cups every morning. And then in the evenings, I have a cappuccino. Uh, make myself a cappuccino, and it's true cappuccino. Okay, not a latte. It's fifty percent coffee, <laughs> or fifty percent espresso, fifty percent. Uh, well, and the weird thing about it is actually is it is it espresso? Is it, how do you no, how are you saying ex, it? It's not espresso. <laughs> it's not espresso. <laughs> There's no X. It's just espresso. Espresso with espresso. The, S. Espresso. Kevin, we started a coffee podcast and you don't even know how to say espresso. You can't even, pro- you can't even pronounce it. <laughs> Canceled. Yeah, okay. Well, um, so I, I like to have a cappuccino around like 7, 8 o'clock. And uh, that's usually how I cap off the night. Uh, now, a lot of people say, you know, like, you know it's going to keep you up, blah, 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 blah. For me, it doesn't actually do that. Uh, I think I've been kind of desensitized to that level of caffeine, but who am I to say? Um, my favorite cup is my morning coffee mug. I've been using for probably 10 years. Um, Jeez. Yeah, yep. It's, uh, it's the mug. Uh, my mom gave it to me. Uh, and I took it when I moved out. I have been what cherishing kind of- it. Hmm? Does it have like designs on it, or what yeah. kind of mug is this? It's a it's a nice white mug with a little palm tree on it. <laughs> a little palm tree, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like a, uh, but it has like a brown rim. It's a perfect co- it's the perfect coffee mug. I use it every morning. I get upset How many when other people use it. Of coffee does it take? Uh, ounces probably twelve to sixteen, I think. Okay, so that's a that's a good sized cup of coffee. Yeah, it usually it's usually three cups, like actual cups, measurement cups. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I take it. I take that coffee mug every morning. Uh, by far my favorite cup. But I also got a cappuccino mug that I love, and it's a it's a mug with Van Gogh's Starry Night on it. That's what I use in the in the evenings. Very nice. You have a mug? I uh, I also have a mug. I uh, well, most of the time I use these uh, ceramic black mugs, and I really like those. It's like my go-to. But I have a special mug. I don't use it often. My my friend, he's from Peru, and he got me a uh, Peruvian Game of Thrones knockoff mug, and it just sits in my cabinet. And it's but it's great. It's it's awesome. Okay, you say knockoff. What is that? What do you mean by it? Yeah, I do don't think that? it's I don't think it's uh, you know, what like official. <laughs> it looks like somebody like painted it on or something. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to see a picture of that later. Um Okay. I, I've never seen it though. I've never seen anybody else have it. It's it's a very interesting mug. I'll, I'll have to show you sometime. <laughs> alright, alright. Um alright, why don't you take the second one? So um, Roland, what uh, we're gonna jump into the next question, and, and then the the question is, how did you get into software development, and uh, why do you find it interesting? Yeah, so as we both mentioned, or at the beginning, we're both software developers, um, and the way I got into software development was, well, actually, I've been coaxed into software development my entire life. So it just so happens my dad 
groomed. <laughs> yeah, I've been groomed. Uh, uh, my dad is a software developer. My brother's a software developer. Um, so my dad has been trying to get us into software development for my entire life. He would coax us with um, rewards, uh, computer time, or like Xbox time, uh, all, so all, the, ugh, all sorts of stuff, crazy systems that we can get into later. Um, and I hated it. I hated coding. I thought it was terrible. And I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to be a writer. I uh, did not want to do anything with coding. <laughs> Look where he ended up, right? Yeah, he knew something. Uh, but then came along um, Minecraft. And I loved... There's a mechanic in Minecraft uh, that is actually just a form of binary coding called redstone. And it intrigued me so much. I loved it. I, I had so much fun back then doing that. How, how old were you? Uh, I think 10, 11. So this um, was this was like uh, old Minecraft. This was before any of these massive updates we've seen today, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was part of the beta. Um, full release. It hadn't even been fully released, but I, I played on a uh, popular server and made a lot of good friends that I'm still friends with today. And, um, but I loved Redstone and I was learning so much about it. I would, I would spend hours and hours and hours looking up how to make certain things, uh, certain logic gates, all, all of it. And then I realized that um, this is just, this is just coding. I'm, I'm, I'm actually coding in the game. And that's when I actually started doing that uh, for the game, uh, a few years later though. And I started doing some Java development for Minecraft, uh, making Minecraft mods and actually helping a server uh, get, its, uh, get it going. And I loved it. I, I had so much fun with it. I never thought I could enjoy coding, but having that real-time response and seeing my, my efforts in the game come to life, I was just, it was awesome. So then I became a software developer and my dad was really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that was my that was my big introduction uh, to software development, and I find it interesting because some projects you really get to see the fruits of your labor. Uh, and well, do you do you know if any of your any of the things you created back then, like people are still using? Um, I don't think so. A lot of it is probably deprecated at this point. Mm. Um, but it's possible. Um, I, I posted it to a few like a few of the mods. Are still available on uh, a couple of the different forums that that supports Minecraft mods, but I don't know. You know, maybe maybe someone's still using them. That'd be cool. That would be quite interesting if somebody was using them now in 2021 compared to <laughs> however many years ago that was. Yeah, it's been a really really long time. How about you? So uh, mine's also a little bit similar in terms of gaming, but I never actually, I, I always grew up playing video games. That's uh, started out with uh, with World of Warcraft and that threw me into gaming. Mm -hmm. And then um, in uh, I got into high school. I had never taken a programming class and I was getting towards the end in my senior year and I was like, well, I think I think I like video games enough to where I can I probably like coding, and I got I I, I I at this point graduating was like fuck it I'm gonna take computer science as my major and uh, I kind of always enjoyed it it's it's always been super interesting to me, 
And uh, one of the biggest reasons I enjoy it nowadays too, like I, I, I appreciate this a lot more now than I did before, mm -hmm. is uh, you can show anybody, uh, you can pick any language almost, and uh, you can go on YouTube, find five or 10 minute tutorials, pick up coding, and then you can learn. You can just keep self-teaching yourself. And uh, it just scales into into almost everything nowadays. So it's something that's just super marketable, and it's just just really cool to see uh, different people create different things. And uh, yeah, that's how I got into it, and uh, I've been stuck doing it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that sounds like a pretty you know similar story, um, but. That, that will lead into some other questions further on, for sure. <laughs> um, but now you can tell me a little bit about some of the interests you have outside of software development, now that we're kind of breaching that subject. Um, and yeah, give me kind of give me a rundown of that. Yeah, so some of my some of the things I like outside of software development are uh, I'm a huge gamer. Uh, right now, Valorant's the go-to. Mm -hmm. um, but we played, uh, Roland and I and a few of our other friends, we played anything from like World of Warcraft to old school RuneScape. Um, what else have we played recently? Um, oh, you don't remember? I'm trying to think of like some of the big ones we all played together. Oh, Realm Royale, that's the, <laughs> that's that's the go-to. There's PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, PUBG, that was good, that was good. Uh, but yeah, that's, those are some of the different games we played. And then uh, recently with all the crypto trends, uh, we're super into the cryptoverse. Uh, we started, we originally got back into, uh, we got into it back in 27, 2018, when that first big uh, bubble happened, that was quite interesting. Uh, we'll have to talk about that another time. We'll get into that. And then uh, I like uh, long walks on the beach. <laughs> and I like... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I like the gym. I've been working out a ton. I've been trying to cut for the summer. So those are kind of some of the things uh, that affect my day-to-day. -day. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> well, I mean, we share a lot of the same interests. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I obviously really like video games. Um, if I had to be honest with myself... And everybody who might be listening uh, I probably spend 12 hours a day in my chair between my job and uh, my hobbies before, um, before you continue into your uh, into your hobbies t tell us about your chair okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the Herman Miller embody X Logitech chair um, it's a nice chair it's a very nice chair um, and I did it because of what I, you know, I, I spend so much time on my desk. Uh, I need to be careful about my posture and my, I was getting back pains a lot. So, you know, you just got to take yeah. care of yourself. When, uh, when somebody kills you in a video game and you say, uh, he's cheating. No, that guy just has a really good game to share. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's this guy. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is me. That was, God. I, <laughs> You just had to throw that in there, huh? Yeah, I had to include that. <laughs> um, this guy, this guy games, and he's got the gaming chair. <laughs> I, I used to do a lot of streaming. I've been taking a break from it uh, for a while. Um, that was a really nice hobby, but I kind of needed like a mental reset from it all. I'll probably get back to it eventually, maybe with the podcast. We'll see. Um, but at the same time, I I enjoy skiing. 
Uh, I go on ski trips every about every year uh, to two years. Uh, it's definitely a hobby of mine at this point. Didn't think I'd like do you it. Have your, do you have your own skis? No, 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 no. I never. I, mean, I did not invest in my own skis. I never felt like I needed to because I could always just rent. Uh, mm -hmm. So it just doesn't really make sense for me right now to uh, to buy my own skis when I'm in Florida, 99% of the time. Um, I do woodworking uh, when I can. I haven't done it in a little while. I'm kind of I'm actually in the search for my own place to get back into it, but uh, it's been a little bit. Um, and honestly, as you can probably predict, I like D&D. &D. Uh, that's definitely been a hobby of mine as of recently. We've gone through a few campaigns. Kevin tried it. He wasn't a big fan, but I'm still a fan. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to. I, I For the longest time, I was talking about joining their campaign and I because I felt like I would really like it. And then once I got into it, it was just a little bit too too much for me. And uh, I backed out after like the first the first one. I couldn't get into it. So hey, how, you know. how's how's that campaign even going? Is it like uh... um, it kind of fell through a lot of scheduling conflicts. Um, people just didn't really have the time for it anymore. So seems to be the case with a lot of D and D yeah. campaigns. Yeah, that that is the that is the killer for most campaigns. Honestly, when people can't coordinate their schedules very well. Yep, yep. But yeah, that, that's pretty much all my interests. Um, of course, I have a, a few other ones, but not nothing as pre uh, prevalent as, as those. Um, sounds about right. He's a he's a nerd. Yeah. I am very much a nerd. <laughs> all right, so let's let's get into these questions, man. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we now we're gonna start uh, asking each other questions that we have we haven't looked at each other's uh, questions that we've made for each other, and they can be anything. Um, so we're kind of getting into more impromptu answers at this point. I'm, I'm excited for some of these these questions he has for me, and, and I, I want to see his response to some of mine. I, the way I'm the way I've kind of laid out mine is I'm gonna do one one serious one and one uh, one shot in the dark. We're gonna. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see. Mine are like a kind of scatter shot. So okay, we'll see how it a lot goes. of different a lot of different topics. Yeah, yeah, and, and some are okay. very specific, some are very broad, um, but well, I'm just you know I'm just gonna throw them at you and see what see how see how you do. You want to so go I'll, first? I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll okay. go. I'll go first. Um, so I'm gonna start off with uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? Okay, yeah, definitely was not expecting <laughs> that. One. <laughs> um, dang. You know, I I'm putting putting him on the spot straight away. Yeah. Um do you remember that animated dinosaur movie? I forgot what it was called. Uh it was really popular uh in the early two thousand like nineties, two thousands. I forgot what it was called. Um Little Little Tale? Land Before Time. Land, Land Before, Before Time. Time. Yeah. That was a yeah, great yeah. movie. Uh and I think I really liked um Brontosaurus? The Brontosaurus? <laughs> How do you remember that movie? When you say dinosaurs, it just pops into my That's head. That's the first thing? One of the first things that pops into my head is that little, that little Brontosaurus. You know? Brontosaurus, okay. Um, I think they're, you know, they're pretty cool, pretty big. I, but, you know, I've been, like, reading some stuff recently If uh, on the actual are they real kind of thing, and I actually don't remember Ooh. if Brontosaurus are real or not. Um, I have to look into that. 
<laughs> they, these are the questions for the books. I, yeah. I'm not sure either, man. I don't, I don't really, I don't really know too much about dinosaurs, honestly. I only like ever. The only time I ever like actually learned about them was going to like museums. Um, really, I don't, I don't really know uh, anything else outside of that. Like, I haven't done my own personal research into it at all. You gotta get a dinosaur guy on on the podcast eventually. You know what I want to have? I want to have a coffee like on my coffee table. I want to have a. I want to have a book about dinosaurs, so whenever I have guests over, we can they can read about like some a pop up, like a pop up book. <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> sick. <laughs> All right, well, but I mean, what's yours? What's your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptor, hundred percent. God, of course. I'm uh, yeah, they're uh, they're cool. <laughs> I just uh, you know, I they're the they're the only ones that uh, I feel like. They work, you know, they work in these little groups and, you know, I've, I've seen uh, Jurassic Park a few times and I really like them. I want to be their friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd ride one. All right. So if I could, if I could have, a, if I could have an in-game mount of a Velociraptor. They have I, one for a while. I know, I know, I know they do. For oh yeah. I guess they do. Don't they? Yeah. I've never Most been a mount guy. Horde, but, I think. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it was, uh, well, no, no. I think, um, it's wow. Classic, uh, as a troll. Oh, I, don't know, really? I remember that so specifically. Yeah, it was the troll, the troll, the troll specific mount. All right, I'm nerding out. Anyway, <laughs> my question now: uh, Who is your newest friend, and what brought you together? My newest friend, um, probably somebody at work. Um, I'm not gonna say his name. Uh. We'll call him, or I'll come up with a fake name. We'll call him Jim. Uh, Jim at work, uh, probably my newest friend actually. He's uh, he just joined on our on our on our team, a uh, little development team, and uh, yeah, he's just he's just like he doesn't do too much work. <laughs> Not to call him out, <laughs> low <Okay>. key. <laughs> he does like a lot of like he, but he's he's just a funny guy. He uh, he, he's just a cool dude. He knows how to lighten the mood a ton, and I think people really like that. Um, yeah. What okay. about you? Um, now, I, when I say friend, I mean more than acquaintance. And so I would say the one that comes to mind is probably, and we've talked to him quite a few times. Um, okay. Uh, Mr. Uh, Arctic Voids. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I would say he's probably my newest friend that I, um, that you'd consider like a like a a friend, like a real friend, yeah. yeah okay. Like someone that I could see I myself see. talking to, um, for years, kind of thing. You know, like mm, catching I up. See. Um, he he's a really nice guy. Um, actually, we met just randomly meet, playing some games, uh, and we we uh, got together after the game, and we've been chatting, and we we play games together pretty pretty regularly. When I was playing uh, games that he was playing. Uh, but we still keep in touch, uh, and he's a cool guy, a really nice guy. He's a cool dude. He is a cool I've, dude. I've, we've played, we've definitely played some good Valorant with him. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I would say that's my newest friend that I can think of. Uh, I might be missing somebody, but he's he's the first one that pops to my mind. That's a good point. I didn't even think about like a, um, for like a long term kind of thing. I wonder who who I'd consider my Yeah, cuz you know, there's there's friends and then there's acquaintances and of course I've I've met several acquaintances up until that point or like recently. I, I think you consider friends a little differently than I do though. 
Potentially. It sounds like it sounds like your friend, like what you consider a friend, is a little bit different than what I do. Cause I, I, even though I think I think it might be the same as an acquaintance, and like from what you're describing, to me, I, I'd consider them like a friend. Like maybe not somebody that like I could like see talking to for years, but somebody a friend I'm like for me is someone who I would reach out to hang out with because I enjoy their company enough to like reach out to them. An acquaintance That's is somebody fair. that if I see them around. Uh, I like them, like, you know, I'll, I'm polite and, but there's not enough interest from either party to like go further than that, to go out to a bar with or invite over for a, a game night or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I could see that. But that's a good point. All right. Okay. So my turn now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so now on to a little bit more of a serious question. What do you want out of the podcast or what do you want the podcast to be? Um, good question. It's kind of similar to one of my questions actually. So that's a little unfortunate. Uh, (laughs) well, my goal for the podcast is to provide something for people to drink their coffee with and be entertained um and just enjoy the conversations we have and maybe ideally learn something from them because that i think is really cool that would um, be really cool yeah uh so my my the end goal for this is to have enough people interested uh that we can actually find people to come on to the podcast and teach us something um that we want to learn about because That'd be really awesome, you know. That'd Maybe be we sick, I yeah. really want to learn more about dinosaurs. Maybe we can have a dinosaur <laughs> guy on, you know. Uh, That'd you know. Be that. Yeah, the archaeologist, or, or what is it? What is the study of dinosaurs called? That's why oh, I arche- called him the dinosaur guy. I have no. I idea. don't know it either. <laughs> That's, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but I think... we'll get one of the one of the actors from the old Jurassic <laughs> Park movies. <laughs> that's that's who I need in here. And uh, yeah, that's that's my goal with the podcast. I think that'd be really neat and something I can really feel proud of you know yeah i uh i kind of feel the same way i want you know i want people to be able to take something away from the podcast whether it's just for entertainment value or to learn something i think that uh these are the perfect types of chat or these plan is that these be the perfect types of background chats to uh just listen to enjoy your coffee and you know just have a good start to your day all right yeah good question i have to cross mine out now hold on (laughs) <laughs> all right so what's a piece of advice um that has stuck with you forever Ooh, um the first thing that comes to mind um don't bite the hand that feeds you is one of the, one of the things that uh i think i kind of t- took to heart a long time ago um never you know never never burn your bridges and and always just you know end things on good notes and you never know where it, it'll uh, it'll land you long term with some of these people. That's I think a, that yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's one of those things that more often than not, when you have bad blood with somebody and you uh, are able to just end things on a good note, and it just it just works out better, you know. Yeah, bury the hatchet. Exactly. What uh? What about you? What's something that you kept? with yourself for a long time it's actually a piece of advice that my my uh, older brother i'm the youngest of three 
Um, so the the middle brother gave to me when he was in high school. I think I was in either middle school. I think I was in middle school. Um, and there was a point in my life where I was I was going to him for a lot of my for a lot of questions. And my brother uh, is probably one of the most hardworking. It is the most hardworking people um, I know. And during high school, he was getting four hours of sleep a night. Um, he was doing. He would get home, start his homework, uh, and. You said to, this is your your oldest brother or your middle brother? Middle middle brother. This is Robin. Okay. Okay. Um, and he, you know, he extremely hard worker he had he was going to uh have you heard of I, the ib program yeah yeah so he had a really rigorous curriculum in high school um is the is the ib program everywhere nowadays like is it across all states i think so i think it's a i think it's a national program at this point okay i wasn't sure it was like I think it's, inter- no, thing. it's international what am i saying it, it, the ib stands for international baccalaureate that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's an international program, but um, it's from it's it's from is is it by Cambridge? No, no, it's just a high school program. No, no, but I'm saying like did, is did is Cambridge the one that sponsored it like originally? Oh, for I have start? no idea. No idea. Hmm. Yeah, I remember but hearing something about that, but I'm not he, sure. Um, you know, I was going to him with my silly middle school issues. And uh, you know, <laughs> the middle school tea, yeah, the drama. Well, not necessarily drama, just like you know, middle school problems with my homework kind of thing, right? Right. And he's right. he's really hardworking, so he's always working when I go to his questions, and he would take time out of his day to answer my questions. Um, but I was going to him for really little stuff, and he realized that, and he said, "Roland, um, you need to learn to figure, try to figure stuff out for yourself." before you ask for help and that has stuck with me uh for my entire life since then. that that's something i i'm i apply every day almost mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, it it is something so basic but very 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 important that a lot of people don't realize and uh you know i i took it to heart and now it's actually kind of to my detriment at, to some point because now I have a hard time asking anyone for for help for anything. Uh, so a little bit of a backfire, but it's still extremely important because it, it it really helped me develop my problem solving skills and probably helped me become a software engineer at the end of the day. It's super it's super important in our field yeah. to be able to do that. I mean, if you're asking questions all day, you're taking away from others' time and you're not figuring things out for yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, it's not going to stack overflow itself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's that's one piece of advice that I uh, that's just it's stuck with me. So. That's a good piece of advice for for anybody that's just getting into into coding. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but try try to learn things on your on your own first. You it's know, more really than just do coding. Digging. It's more than just code. It's life. Just in oh, life. I mean, y- yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, applicable everywhere. Applicable, yeah, I got sure facts. <laughs> yeah. All right, your turn. Uh, so my next question: What kind of socks do you prefer? Low ankle or high top socks? Low ankle. And low ankle. Yep. 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 Is this uh for any for any occasion when you go outside or inside? 
Do you okay. wear socks inside? Um, <laughs> depends. If it's cold, I'll wear socks. Uh, but like right now, I have my socks off. When I sleep, I have my socks off. If I'm going to like a, a nice restaurant and I'm dressed up, then I'll wear the uh, like the ankle socks. Right. I right. never wear socks that go over my knee. I hate that. Um, over your knee. <laughs> yeah. Knee socks. I don't like knee socks. I, I, yeah, I struggle to find people that actually wear knee socks. I don't think that's like a thing re regular people, you know, do. Okay, Not well. to knock anybody that uh, wears knee socks, you know, that's great if you do. I just don't see a lot of people wearing it. Yeah. Sorry, I had to adjust my fan real quick. But I think my dad wears knee socks, so I'm going to need an apology. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well... I haven't met him yet, so we're starting on the wrong foot. <laughs> um, why do you do you like a specific kind of sock? Uh, I wear I'm I'm kind of the same. I wear different socks for different occasions. Uh, I think if you're sitting at your computer and you uh, you're not wearing socks, you're wrong. Um, are you serious? But... <laughs> Wait, do you, are you wearing socks right now? I I am. I am wearing socks right now. I I enjoy wearing socks for the most part. Uh, I think they're very comfortable. But I don't sleep with socks. I think if you, I think it, I think what's worse is if you sleep with socks. That's, that's yeah, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have some. Okay, but I think I think most of the time, uh, lately I've been gravitating, uh, gravitating, uh, gravitating towards uh, higher socks, like a, uh, I guess, ankle socks. Like ankle socks. Where do I? Yeah. A little bit higher than that. What are they like? Just what's in between your crew? Ah, yeah, I guess they would be crew socks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, those used to be really popular when I was in um, middle school. Uh, all the uh, all the student athletes would wear their. They made a they made a comeback recently. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in middle school, Kevin. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a child at heart, so <laughs> I wear them right. to the gym a lot. I'm a I'm a loser. They're, they're, so. more, <laughs> they're more athletic, you know. I, I'll give you that. They're more athletic. <laughs> I guess I'm stuck in middle school, man. <laughs> These guys are into my life. All, All right, right, what's your what's your question? <laughs> All right, this one's ex very serious. Okay. Please explain, squishy face. And what it means to you? Oh, wow, this is targeted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Are you saying this just in the context of like women I like? <laughs> just answer the what question, does, Kevin. What does squishy face imply? Um, okay, so squishy face uh, for the uh, just to fill some background here is uh, happens to be a t apparently a type of women or woman I like a feature a facial feature. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have a very distinct type of, uh, of girl I'm attracted to, according to Roland, and she happens to have a squishy face. Yeah. Yeah, all right. It's, uh, it's like a smaller, roundish face. Um, yeah, it's just super cute. <laughs> so, if any girls who might be listening to this, uh, has what is described <laughs> as a squishy face, Kevin is single. In very interested yep. in the squishy face. <laughs> okay. I don't know if any if any girl would would want to you know talk to a guy with crew socks. I agree. Yeah. The, uh, no. Uh, admit to having a squishy face. I feel like just hearing that sounds bad. <laughs> 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 what about you? What uh? 
do you like squishy face? <laughs> well, my definition of squishy face is very circular face that, mm. you know, chubby cheeks kind of thing. Um, that's squishy face. And you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think, I don't think chubby cheeks are squishy. I guess it could be part of it. That's part, part of, of squishy. That's part of squishy face, man. That's part of squishy. That is chubby cheeks. Yeah. You like, you like chubby cheeks. I disagree with that. I don't like. I don't like Chubby Cheek. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think Squishy Face can be pretty cute, but you know, not fair. It's it's eye of the beholder, you know. Facts. All right, you go ahead. All right, so, um, I won't. I will say. I will preface this. Um. I think uh, a more direct answer is probably better here, uh, as we'll probably talk about this a lot in a future podcast. But the uh, the question is, where do you see crypto in the next five years? And do you see um, Ethereum passing Bitcoin <laughs> in terms of market cap? Um, okay, let me preface this by saying <laughs> this is not financial advice. Uh, this is purely my own speculation. Um, his his uh, illusions here, illusions of grandeur. Let's see, D- delusions. Um, delusions. <laughs> um, I I think crypto in the next five years will has a future. Um, it depends on what comes after. Honestly, these I don't think we are currently in the iteration of crypto that will become, as I've described it before, the the cyberpunk currency, Um, you know, where like the kind of credit currencies you see in these futuristic um, depictions of society. Um, I don't think we have seen or discovered that current iteration yet, Um, but and so in the next five years, I don't know if we'll see that iteration. Uh, we might, because development is really taking off. But it really depends on the people who are supporting crypto and who are um, giving it attention uh, in that way. Um, so, so you're saying Bonfire and uh, Safe Moon? They they aren't it. I'm not gonna get into that. You asked for a direct <laughs> answer. Uh, good point. Good point. We'll save that for another time. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on any other currencies and how I feel about them. I will say I personally feel Ethereum has a has the potential to um, take over Bitcoin, but it's really, really, really going to be difficult to overcome that, um, you know, the first, I forget, there's a certain term for this. I actually forgot what it was, um, but the 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 guy that enters the market first, which is Bitcoin in this instance, um, it's so hard to overcome that. And Ethereum has a long way to go to do that. I think with Ethereum 2.0, it does have that potential to overcome in market cap. Um, But it it really comes down to how Ethereum 2.0 pans out, the future of Bitcoin. We don't really, I don't really know too much about what's happening on the development side of Bitcoin. So if they can match the updates that Ethereum 2.0 is coming out with, you know, there's there's potential that either Ethereum takes the lead or Bitcoin remains king. Um, I personally believe more in Ethereum because I have the development updates that are coming out. But right. who's to say in five years, you know? 
We, we could have a whole new... I mean, look at Cardano, for example. Um, Cardano's have, been huge lately. Yeah, yeah. We, we could have a whole new coin that comes out and just wipes the board with all of all of these. So... Yeah, a, you never you never know nowadays with, yep. the, with some of these new coins. It's it's such a new uh, thing, still still going through its growing pains. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I uh, I think that's a good answer. I'm right I'm right along there with you. I think I think the market is expanding a lot, and uh, I think there's a lot of room for it, and we're not in that cyberpunk esque phase of it yet. Um, which will be sick if that happens in our lifetime, which I think it will at some point. Maybe not in the next five years, but, but down the line it might, which would be quite interesting. Um, For something like that to take place, it would require this whatever decentralized currency to overcome the centralized banks of every country on the globe, essentially, which is a tall order, right? So it's going to be a while. Good point. I think that, uh, and at least, and then going back to the other part of it, uh, will Ethereum pass Bitcoin? Obviously, for my own speculation purposes, I don't think it will. At least not, at least not uh, soon. Um, I think that right now people are using Bitcoin as a, a, a place for storage, since storage uh, store value, store value uh, more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we'll continue to see that growth for Bitcoin in the next few years. And uh, maybe we'll see, we'll see that $100,000, $200,000 Bitcoin uh, coming up. And and then that market cap is just going to explode. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely hard to speculate. Yeah, you never know with crypto. <laughs> All, right, All right. So what for the next question? What's something that you achieved that you can be proud of. Hmm. I think one of the things that I uh, I I don't appreciate enough is, is some of the nice things I have in my life. And one big thing for me was getting my own place. Um, I've come to appreciate this a lot over the last uh, year almost. I just finally got, or I just finally uh, got my own place in this last year and. I think ever since having it, I've just felt um, very accomplished in a specific type of way. For those of you that don't have it and have roommates or live with your um, parents, when, once you get to, to the step that you can have your own place or share it with even one other person, um, it's uh, it's quite enjoyable. It's just it's very it's a very unique experience. I'm I'm looking forward to to when you get your house and you can experience it yourself, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, this housing market is such a mess. So yeah. we'll see if it actually happens in the next year. But yeah, you know. oh, that's good, man. I'm happy for that. You you know that that is that is quite an accomplishment, and I think that is um, a landmark in anyone's life when they can afford to move out and take care of themselves and handle their own business. Um, yeah, I, I think I think to be able to do it like comfortably and and not have to worry about you know certain financial things, it just yeah. it just sets a tone in your life that it's uh you know you've kind of passed a certain stage and for oh for, I guess I guess something we should share is probably our ages. I'm 25. Roland, how are, how old are you? I'm 23. So we're 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 almost at the same point in our lives, a little bit different age wise, but mm -hmm. but uh 
yeah, I think that's uh, something anybody can look, really look forward to. And I think this, I think after college is probably, I think the best time to, if you can, if you can afford it comfortably to get your own place, if you have that opportunity. What about you? When do you think is the best time to get your own place? Uh, honestly, it, it depends um, on your situation. Um, especially right now, I can understand where I don't want to set the precedent where like, oh, after you get out of college, you should have your own place. Uh, it really depends on your financial situation. Absolutely. So the yeah. best time to do it is when you are financially stable enough to do it and you see the benefit of doing it. For me, I'm looking for a house because I can see the benefit to my mental health um, and my general lifestyle to do it. Um, and that's just me, you know? So it's really dependent on, on what, you, what you're looking it's for. Di it's different for everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think personally, I would have liked to do it sooner. Um, I think Coming out of college, I had some nice stepping stones, fortunately, and I'm grateful for those things. But I think it, I think long, like thinking back on it now, I think if I had gotten my own place a little bit sooner, I would have, I would have, I would have gotten to know the fruits of it. So mm -hmm. I, I would have enjoyed it a little bit sooner. True, that's fair. But you have, you know, at least, uh, well, with your lifestyle, like 25 more years. No, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, you have, you have I can live comfortably it. until about next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so my question, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So if you were on an island and could only bring one thing, no cheating, like a cell phone or, you know, something OP, what, uh, or, uh, what would you bring? And, uh, if you could bring one person as well with you on this island to help you escape, what uh what would it be or and who okay so i can bring one thing and one person to the island yeah and i it can't be it can't be you know something like a computer or internet in some way or phone so no technology nothing that would make it too easy to get off the island okay but what if i just brought I can say a bow. <laughs> the tools to build a home, and then I brought my future wife, and I just stayed on the island. That's a good answer. You got your own island then, right? I got my own island. But I you have to take the gamble that there might not be food and everything you need on the island. Well, you didn't specify that, right? So I can make the I assumption mean, that there is? Is that fair? <laughs> I mean, I if you if, I guess if you could bring the tools to build a house on an island, you might as well just be able to get food and water comfortably. <laughs> you know, everything else included with your house. So, um, your dream house on your island with your wife. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but to answer your question more specifically, um, it's a really hard. It's a very difficult question to answer in terms of who I'd want to bring. There's a lot of different like if factors yeah, for the question. Yeah. I'd probably bring one of my brothers um to at least try to escape. If I'm looking to escape the island, I'd probably bring one of my brothers. Um which one? I don't know. Uh the as for coin flip it. Yeah, I'd probably have to 
coin flip coin flip whoever got unlucky enough to get stuck on an island um <laughs> and then as for what i would bring um i would probably just bring i mean i don't know what the limit hit here is does it have to like fit on my person or like can i it it has to be like it just has to be reasonable it, it, you know it can fit on your person yeah can i just I bring mean, like it, a it whole could... toolkit yeah you can bring a toolkit okay That's i bring fair. a toolkit why toolkit so you can build the house <laughs> so i can build whatever i need to to get off the island do you think you could build well, uh, yeah okay i guess i guess that's fair i guess you could build like a raft or something exactly. on the island yeah I mean, if i have a whole modern toolkit i could probably what? build a pretty stable something you could build the shelter mm -hmm. a little raft tools are op as tools you said are op yeah why? Right, what about you? What would you? What would you bring? Who and what? So, I'd uh, if I had to escape, if I was also trying to escape the island, I probably would bring a jet ski. No, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I'd probably bring something to like if we could assume that there's animals and there's like a source of water on the island. I probably would consider living on it for a little bit and building a raft, something like that. I uh, I'd probably bring some kind of like weapon or something to hunt, something something easy enough that uh, yeah, maybe a toolkit's the best answer for this. Fuck, man. <laughs> like if I build a, if I build a weapon, I'm like I'm like kind of stuck with it. You know what am I gonna do? Eat the weapon? Eat, eat a rock? I don't know. Exactly. Toolkit's very versatile here. That's a good answer. I'm trying to think, man. Maybe coffee. Is that a good answer? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Perfect answer. Uh, what's something outside of the box that I could think of? Something that'd be interesting. Sorry, man. I don't no know, time. man. Yeah. Do you know who you'd bring? I'd probably bring my dad. Mm -hmm. I think my dad's uh, be a good good resource here. Or uh, actually, maybe even Mike. I might bring Mike. He's a pretty resourceful guy. He's one of our friends. For those listening, he uh, he seems to he seems like he'd know what to do in a situation <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good answer. You know, he he could carry his own weight for sure. Probably carry your weight too. Yeah, probably. Or what if I brought you? You'd be stuck on the island. <laughs> if, I, if you brought me, man, I would be pissed. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be pissed. Anybody you bring would be yeah. probably not too happy. <laughs> All right. What's your, yeah? What's your question? Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, we'll do two more questions each. I think that would be good. Um. And uh, so this one. How do you feel? About the ethical responsibilities involved with creating artificial intelligence. This is a this is a good question. Um, I think that it's it's obvious. There's obviously a ton of eth ethical things that go into something like this, right? Like, I mean, article intelli or article uh, artificial intelligence just scales infinitely, right? And it's basically getting to a point now where you have different things like especially like um i work in the defense industry right now and uh i think that thinking about you know autonomous things go especially like weapons going with art uh autonomous stuff like that is pretty crazy and then 
some of the different things of artificial intelligence taking over and like thinking for itself is very interesting. It sparks a lot of different deba debates for different sectors in, the f in different fields. Um, okay. I think that overall, though, it just kind of depends on the field you're working on. Um, I think for the most part, uh, it does more good than harm uh, overall as a whole. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I think I think that's solid. So, do you feel like the ethical discussions regarding general artificial intelligence and and, and general artificial intelligence is 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 AI that can uh, think for itself? It's not specific because there's speci uh, um, specific AI for very specific purposes, like like you, what you were talking about, automated weapons and and stuff like that. But a general AI is like the stuff that you see in movies, right? where it's a it's a machine that can learn and and uh think um so you're just talking about this in a in a general purpose like do i support a machine being able to like you know well what do you think are the responsibilities of man when creating something like this what do you think they should be thinking about ethically the first thing I, I I guess I've been uh, watching too many movies. The first thing I, I think about is just whether or not it it harms people. That's like, is this you know thing gonna get to a point where it's gonna endanger lives or is it gonna is it gonna you know save them or what's the what's the purpose of this machine? Like at the end of the day, like is it just a you know learn all, teach all? You mm -hmm. know what. what it, it's a really hard question it's very to answer. It's very complex. Yeah, and I just yeah. To general general feelings about it um well what about what what do you think about it is it you know when you think about this machine um in general practice like learning and, and discovering yeah. things for itself what do you what do you think about well there's there's the argument that general ai is is should not be considered life essentially um but if it ever gets to the point where we create an artificial intelligence that passes the Turing test, which is the test to determine if right. an AI is advanced enough to um, essentially trick a human into thinking it's human, uh, then there is an ethical responsibility, in my opinion, to maintain that AI as, a li as, as another life. Um, and it should be considered a life similar to any other human. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So it's but that that you can go down a rabbit hole with that. That's a whole long conversation. That so. is, yeah, it is very. It can get very in depth very mm -hmm. fast there. Yep. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So on a completely different note. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, let's talk about esports for a second. Um, how do you feel about esports currently? And uh, do you think there's going to be a next big scene for esports in 2021 and 2022? Yeah, I think if anything, um, esports is growing exponentially at this point, um, and next big scene is 100% going to be Valorant, uh, which is the newest uh, game from. I think it's the newest game from Riot Games. Actually, no, it's the newest shooter from Riot Games. It's their only shooter, actually, uh, and it's a tactical FPS. Uh, 5v5, very much inspired by Counter-Strike Global Offensive um, with a, its own unique twist. But man, that esports scene is blowing up. Um, and especially with 
I'm not saying that pandemic is coming to an end because uh, if you just read the news, it's definitely not. Um, but as more people are getting vaccinated and things are opening up a little bit, um, you know, I think we'll see a really big following for these these events. Um, if we do get some land events for Valorant, I would I would love to go to that. That'd be very interesting. I think it'd be a lot of fun, and just yeah. watching watching the the events online, and uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's a really well made game for spectators, and uh, I hate I hated it at first. <laughs> yeah, yep. I had to when, convince this guy to to keep trying it. Yeah, I uh, I think at the time I was playing League a lot, um, mm -hmm. League of Legends, and uh, I. I jumped on it just straight up comparing it to Counter-Strike because that's what the only FPS I really knew that was similar to that game and I didn't like it at first I think I tried it in the first act yeah this was after the beta post beta and I didn't like it I just felt weird to me it didn't feel as satisfying the shooting but I came back to it gave it a second shot and uh we still play it a lot I, I actually really enjoy the game I like a lot of the updates they make for it I the only thing that I think they really need to do is is add more maps. Like that needs to be a huge goal in that game because it it doesn't compare to Counter Strike at least on that level. The amount of amount of uh, maps that Counter Strike has is insane. Yeah, and as time goes on, you know they're they'll uh, keep adding more maps and um, gotta remember it's only it's it's an infant right now. You know it's only been out fully for a year, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's definitely going through its. Uh, growing cycles and I think you know give it another year it's gonna be a huge name um, in the industry definitely I think I think esports is uh, just getting bigger and bigger every year at this point it's it really is growing and there's a lot of opportunities in it for some of these young kids too like um, one of the streamers I watch he's like 17 streaming on Twitch Valorant like almost a Valorant pro at this point and he's got like 100k followers at that and he's he's just he's insane so there's a lot of opportunities for some of the uh younger generation to get into the what's his name the scene uh governor governor okay yeah i've seen yeah. i've seen him around on some of the other streams so pretty cracked so, the guy's insane pretty good all right uh, so for my final question for you um what would you rather be doing than software development I thought you were gonna say, "Would you rather be doing this than recording this podcast?" <laughs> uh, if I wasn't doing uh, software, um, one of the ideas I had for a really long time uh, prior to working in the field professionally is I, I definitely considered going pro on some games uh, in college. Uh, I thought I could make it as a pro league player. <laughs> Didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> um, but right now, I think more realistically, I've been considering becoming a sales engineer and uh, been looking into doing that. And uh, I think that would definitely be an interesting twist from, from working as a software engineer. What about you? Well, um, I think if I were ever to give up the uh, software engineering, um, you know, career. I might want to get into sales. Um, I used to do uh, a sales engineering club, um, and that was fun. I, I got to compete on uh, nationally. At, it's called a uh, National Society of Sales Engineering competition, 
and uh, my team came in first place, so I feel pretty confident that I could that I could do pretty well um, as a sales engineer. But I would actually really like doing uh, woodworking. I actually I feel like that'd be cool, man. Yeah, I, I really I really enjoy it, and working with my hands like that to. It, it, do you think you could make like a living comfortably out of doing that? If I had the tools, the time, and the motivation. <laughs> if he had the toolkit from the island, this yeah, guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I think I could. Oh, one second. Oh. Okay. Um, and I really think it could be a fun time, you know. And it's funny enough, Absolutely. a lot of software engineers become woodworkers after they retire. Really? Yeah, it's actually a trend. Huh, I I didn't know that. I think it's something to do with creating something with your own two hands from uh, an original design, or you know, you start with a design and you you kind of make it come to fruition. It, it's very similar to what I was doing with Minecraft, you know, where you you can see the uh, the fruits of your labor as you're doing it. So, absolutely, very satisfying. Cool. Well, uh, my last question for you is a little bit more. Uh... This is going to make your brain hurt, Roland. Mm -hmm. This is... <sighs> okay, so for 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 the audience here, uh, Roland is a huge uh, cheesecake guy. This guy likes some cheesecake. <laughs> so the question is, no more cheesecake for the rest of your life or no more Valorant for the rest of your life? What What's it going to be? Uh, probably no more Valorant. Yeah. Can't give up the cheesecake? Um, cheesecake is for life. Valorant is <laughs> a blip, you know, in my life, so... If you uh, ever get a tattoo, your first one be a piece of cheesecake. Yeah. I right could always watch, forehead. you know, with the esports scene blowing up, I can just watch Valorant, you know? I enjoy that too, so... I can watch the people that I'll never be as good as uh, play the game and enjoy my cheesecake while I watch. So, definitely 100% sticking with the cheesecake. Cheesecake's pretty good. Cheesecake for life. I don't have cheesecake often enough to uh, to really consider cheesecake an answer here for me, but I, I like cheesecake. It's good when I have it. Hey, I, just I think play that... I play Valorant way more than I eat cheesecake, but the times I'm eating cheesecake are too special to give up. You know, it's it's good enough for you. Yeah, yep. it satisfies that. Okay. I uh, yeah. I think that kind of you know wraps up what we uh, what we intended. We're hitting that one hour mark, so um, that was fun, man. I got to learn yeah. a little bit more about you, and hopefully gave us, gave anyone who might be listening some insight into who we are. Um, yeah, I hopefully everybody enjoyed the uh, learning a little bit more about it, about us, and uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in and listening. Yeah, and please let us know what you'd want to hear about or want to hear us talk about, like goofballs. Um, on the next the next one we have some plans for to definitely talk about go further into cryptocurrency i'm sure we'll do that eventually um and a few other topics um definitely want to talk about film and and uh get into more more things about the world so please reach out let us know but till next time hope you enjoyed your coffee hope you enjoyed the uh the conversation and uh See you next time.